Our scripture reading will be taken from John chapter 6. John chapter 6, verses 63 through 69. It is the spirit that quickeneth. The flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. But there are some of you that believe not. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were that believed not and who should betray him. And he said, therefore said I unto you that no man can come unto me except it were given unto him of my father. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. Then Jesus said unto the twelve, Will you also go away? Then Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. And we believe and are sure that thou art that Christ, the son of the living God. Amen. You may be seated. You know, I have been going to church since I was a child active, if you will, from a teenager up. Y'all knowing my age, you know, that's been a long time. But what I want you to know is things have really changed. Things are not the way they used to be. The things we did or, or, or how we responded and what we believe and, and how we acted and church is just not the same anymore. Amen. We're really in an entirely different era. Amen. And what I want to present to you, this question this morning, what and who has persuaded you? What and who has persuaded you? And, and, and I say that because we, we are all different today. Amen. And, and what we did yesterday, we're not doing today for some reason. Amen. And that reason is because you've been persuaded. Or should I, could I say, who are you persuaded by? People can be persuaded by many things because of what others uh, say by what others do because of different things, because of what happens or what does not happen. People change their minds because people are changing and saying things. Paul said in Romans 8, 38 and 39, for I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, 
nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. The word persuade means to influence by argument or advice, to urge or incite. Think about this for a moment. People are influenced by people all the time, mm -hmm. by their lifestyle or by the way they talk. That's why some become teachers. They have been persuaded by how they were taught. Young folks have been persuaded to smoke because of somebody they saw thought it was cool, thought it was all right, got some words from somebody, and they were persuaded. And now many of them are hooked, hooked and can't get off. That's why some are persuaded to drink. Some are persuaded to, to do drugs because of someone not thinking about the reaction of what's going to happen if I really get caught on it. Not paying attention to the person on the street that has tried it and now can't get off it. Amen. Persuasion. H have, you, have you ever had your mind made up to do something and someone confronts you about it? Or they give you advice of why? Or they urge you to do something different? You already had a set. This is what you're going to do. And then somebody talked you out of it. That's persuasion. They talked you out of it. Agrippa told Paul, you have almost persuaded me to become a Christian. Almost. Have you ever almost been persuaded to do something? Almost. And, and, and afterwards, you're saying, I'm glad I didn't do that. He almost. Or you got so deep and you if I had just listened. Almost. See, people can persuade you to do things that are good or persuade you to do things that are not good. That is why we must surround ourselves with the right people. People that will advise us to do the right thing. That's why we should not forsake ourselves from the assembly. One of you listen to me today. That is why we should not forsake ourselves from the assembly or assembling together with one another. That is why we should continue to exhort one another while it's still called today. Amen. How many get the feeling I'm trying to persuade you to do something? Did I make that clear? <laughs> Let's look at what Jesus was talking about in John 6, starting at verse 47. Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me hath everlasting life. Sounds pretty simple, don't it? Mm -hmm. Believe. 
and you have life. But we know this was a problem then and a problem today. Amen. Why? People don't believe in Jesus. Mm -hmm. They don't believe on Jesus or believe there is a Jesus. Jesus also said this in another passage of scripture. He that believes on me is not condemned. But he that believeth not is condemned already. Because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten son. Wow. We must believe there is a God. And he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Amen. Then we must believe God sent his son. How many know and understand that salvation is centered around just that? Yeah. Believe that and live. Jesus boldly says this in verse 48. I am the bread of life. I am the bread of life. Or the life you are looking for comes through me. Amen. Huh? How many? There's so many folks looking for life. Even today, they're looking for something and don't recognize or understand really what it is they're looking for. You're looking for life. You're looking for peace that runs deep and that peace comes in no one other than Jesus. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Jesus, in case you didn't catch it, is trying to persuade them and us to receive life. The manna was an illustration of a type of Christ. Both came down from heaven. Both were freely given of God. Both equally belonged to all. And both were sufficient for all, poor and rich. You see, they didn't have to receive the manna that God sent down. They didn't have to pick it up. They didn't have to eat it. But if they wanted to live, they did. As, as Sister Roz was saying, the same applies to us today. We don't have to receive Jesus. We don't have to accept, but if we want to live, we do. Amen. I think she was in, in looking at my notes and stuff. In anybody's dictionary, bread means food or nourishment. And food means to sustain life. Amen. Bread or food is not just needed for natural life. It is also needed for spiritual life. The bread is the word. Mm. There are more disciples there besides the 12 when Jesus was talking. Mm -hmm. But they were not seen beyond the natural food or the natural eye. By Jesus' teaching and by his spirit, the soul could be nourished and saved for eternal life. See, when we talk about bread, we ain't talking about silver cup and wonder bread. So, so, some of y'all know exactly what I'm talking about. All those brand names that you know about, that ain't the bread we're talking about. 
If, if that bread sits out long enough, it molds. But Jesus is pure. He, there ain't no mold in, in, in the word of God. Jesus was trying to explain this in verse 49. He said, your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness and are dead. What your fathers were provided with, they ate and died. What I'm offering you, you can eat and live forever. The food your fathers consumed was for the natural man. What I am offering you is food for the spiritual man. And this is how Jesus said it in verse 50. This is the bread which cometh down from heaven, that a man may eat thereof and not die. Can I say it this way? I have come down from heaven, and by my words you may eat and have life forever. Amen. Amen. Is that what we really are seeking for? Have we really grasped a hold to this is not the life that we can eternally live? Even though we use the beauty cream and, and all the different things to, to, to make us look, look better and feel better. And even when you feel better, you don't feel as good as you really want to feel because your flesh is dying. Whatever you ate last night ain't going to last you forever. Amen. You're going to have to eat again. But what he offers is everlasting. Uh, verse 51 says, I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh which I will give for the life of the world. This was a metaphor they were not understanding. What he is saying takes a spiritual ear to receive and get a spiritual revelation or understanding. Remember, Nicodemus didn't understand being born again. It didn't register. And as quiet as it's kept, many don't understand today. A natural man cannot see beyond the naked eye. Man's natural ears are not in tune with God's spiritual voice. They thought entering back into thy mother's womb and to eat his flesh and drink his blood was literal. There are many weird things where man has tried to persuade people to do and believe something. Amen. For example, Jim Jones and the Kool-Aid. Y'all heard, y'all know about that? How about the people who followed a man and gave their life waiting for a spaceship? In the book of Acts, there was a man called Theatus who boasted himself to being someone and 400 joined themselves to him and were slain. All these things came after Jesus. So what I'm saying is there are all kinds of people trying to persuade you to do things and follow them that has 
no life. But Jesus wants you to follow and receive him and he will give you life. Jesus is simply trying to show all of us life. Look at verse 52. The Jews therefore strove among themselves saying, how can this man give us his flesh to eat? All they was thinking about is what to put in their stomach. They, they followed him, if you remember, and just looking at what happened earlier in the past, they followed him for the bread. He took two fish, five loaves of bread. He fed 5,000 of us, and that will include the, the women and the children. And there were 12 baskets left over. And again, if you do the math, what he started out with and what he ended up with was more at the end than what he started in the beginning. Two fish, five loaves, 5,000 fed, not including women and children, and 12 baskets over. I got to follow. Huh? I mean, if somebody was doing it, would you, wouldn't you follow them? And, and, and along the way, following him, I got a broken leg, and all of a sudden, it's, it's all right. I'm following him, I can't see, and now I can see. Wouldn't you follow somebody like that? Yeah. Now, he tells me that I got to eat his flesh and drink it. No. I ain't persuaded to go that far. But some would. Some would. Why do I say that? Because this being a metaphor, they're not understanding because they didn't have the spiritual ear and, and a natural man cannot see beyond the naked eye. They were persuaded not to follow because they did not understand. But look at verse 52. The Jews therefore strove among themselves saying, how Again, can this man give uh, his flesh to eat? Isn't the world questioning Jesus today? Yeah. Are they not trying to persuade and influence us to believe there is no Jesus? Yeah. Aren't they trying to make you believe that there is no God? Don't you, don't you hear that today? Why do you go to church? Why? Trying to influence you, you don't have to go. And not only the world is doing this, but many religions believe there is a God, but do not believe in Jesus, the Son of God. Look at verse 53. Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Now, watch this. People believe in witches. And will drink human blood. But will not seek out the spiritual blood of Jesus. They embrace something tainted. Rather than to receive something pure. 54 says. Whoso eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood. Hath eternal life. 
and I will raise him up at the last day. He's continuously talking about eating of his flesh and drinking of his blood, and they ain't got it yet. For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me, and I in him. And as the living Father has sent me, I live by the Father, so he that eateth me, even he shall live by me. Maybe they thought he was going to multiply himself. Everybody's going to be able to eat part of his skin and he'd still be there. <laughs> he did it with two little fish and five loaves of bread. Maybe he'd do it with himself. Amen. Maybe I eat the finger and the finger grow back. <laughs> he said, this is that bread which came down from heaven. Not as your fathers did eat manna and are dead. He that eateth of this bread shall live forever. Again, they thought this was a hard saying. They really thought he meant they had to eat his flesh, not realizing that what they were consuming and receiving was the words he was speaking. And in that lies life. Jesus tells them in verse 63 through 65, it is the spirit that quickeneth. It is the spirit that quickeneth. The flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. But there are some of you that believe not. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were. Who, that, who they were that believed not and who should betray him. And he said, therefore, say I unto you, that no man can come unto me except it were given unto him of my father. Amen. So because some of you have been pretending. Because some of you don't believe. Because you are now leave. Because of you are now leaves proves father didn't draw you. Because of how you are responding. That is why we let God do the separating in, in churches, in different places. If they don't believe, don't bother. Amen. God can do the separating. Be, there's a many a people that have come and they have gone yeah. because they have been persuaded some way or another. Did you know that some people in church pretend to believe? Yeah. They follow for a while. They walk for a while. And what is asked of them, they become just saying, it's a hard saying. You, you're asking me to, to do that? You, you, you saying, things have changed. Amen. I mean, I, I'm talking about what, well, let me, let me put it this way. What if we were to, to come today the way we came to church yesterday. And when I say yesterday, I remember Sunday morning Sunday school, mm -hmm. service, <laughs> service at 3.30, yep. come back at 7, yep. Monday choir rehearsal, mm -hmm. Wednesday prayer meeting, uh, BYF on Saturday 
and start back over on Sunday. If we was doing that today, how many folks would be, you'd be saying, that, that's a hard thing. When, when am I going to have time for myself? Well, let's go back even further. In the book of Acts, Amen. Come on, Pastor. they made daily. That's seven days a week. And they prayed. And they worshiped. And Paul's preaching was so long, a man fell out balcony. What if it was back like that? But now, things have changed. Why? Because of persuasion. We persuaded. We don't have to do it this way anymore. Things have persuaded us, COVID. See, it don't have to be a person. It can be a thing. All kinds of things are persuading us that we don't have to serve the Lord as much as we used to in spirit and in truth. And because of this persuasion, we are weaker. Wow. Now, this is where the rubber meets the road. In these last days, we are seeing who really loves the Lord. The question is, will the, pan will the pandemic separate you? What will happen when men come against you? What will you do when they begin to pers persecute you for the name of Jesus? What will happen when they tell you you can't use the name of Jesus? It's coming to that, saints. It has already has been taken out of the schools. And many places of employment, you cannot use the name Jesus. Amen. By choice, Jesus has been removed from many homes. People think it's okay and not necessary to go to church. All they have to do is read and God talks to them. They have been told this and are being persuaded by other voices. Amen. Now back to this question. What and who are you persuaded by? Children, are you influenced by your parents? Do they send you to church? Or do they bring you? Boy, it got quiet up in here. Are they bringing you up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord? Or are they tearing you down? Parents, are you leaders by a good example? Or a follower by a bad example? Look at what Jesus said. From that time, many of his disciples, in verse 66, went back and walked no more with him. Will you also be offended? Will you walk with him no more because he, what he's asking you to do? There's a great falling away today. When people are asked to sacrifice certain things or asked to do certain things, it becomes a hard saying for their flesh. It is usually something they hold dear to their heart. And because of it, they choose to follow no more. See, that's the question. What is dear to your heart? What is so dear to your heart in the flesh that you are not willing to give up for Christ? 
Do you think that Christ Jesus would ask you to give up anything that's good for you? Do you think he would ask you to let go of something that is right? Or do you realize that he really knows what you need to do, even though you don't want to do? When people are asked to sacrifice certain things or asked to do certain things, it becomes a hard saying for their flesh. Just hearing the very doctrine of Christ of salvation, there are few who believe and follow the doctrine or they will not follow the doctrine anymore. Because of what it is saying. Because it goes against what they want to do, they will follow no more. Did you know churches are full of concerts and entertainment? Mm -hmm. Churches have embraced politics to stay in the grace of the government and community. Churches agree and have picked up the morals of the world. To put it plain and simple, churches has been persuaded and now follow the world's lead. Again, look close at verse 67. Then said Jesus unto the twelve, Will you also go away? He that has an ear, let him hear. Verse 68, then Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. And we believe and are sure that thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. That's the, do you believe? And are you sure that Jesus is the Christ, the son of the living God? Can anyone persuade you he is not? Can anyone convince you he is not? And usually the time comes you say or think he is not when you're not getting what you want. When your flesh is not being pleased and somebody says something, hmm, maybe so. But regardless, we should be persuaded he is. Where can we go? Have we realized yet there is no life outside of Christ? Can we see him only? We live and move and have our being. That is the only way we can live and move and have our being. Do we yet understand or know there is no other name that we can be saved by? Here's what Jesus said in verse 70. Jesus answered them. Have not I chosen you twelve, and one of you is the devil? He spake of Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon. For he it was that should betray him, being one of the twelve. Do we have any Judases in here? I think not. If not, then he has chosen you. You are one of his. We were chosen before the foundation of the world. We are heirs and joint heirs. We are one of his. We are the sons and daughters of God. So let us believe what the scripture says in Romans. 
For again it says, for I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other creature I don't care what it is it shall not be able to separate me from the love of God which is in Jesus Christ our Lord and with that my time is up and I thank you for yours <laughs>